This is episode 69 on how to navigate the new year with new habits. Welcome to the Athletic Mindset. I am your host, Corey Camp, former Division I swimmer turned personal performance coach. Each week, it is my goal to bring you a unique story of an elite athlete's mindset to help you unlock and discover your life's potential. Today, I want to talk to you on how to build a sustainable new habit. With the start of a new year here, you probably want to make some New Year's resolutions, feeling like the clean slate of a fresh year year is just the perfect start for that. I'm with you. But studies show 80% of people break the resolution within the first 30 days, and just 8% of people actually accomplish what they set out to do. Rather grim numbers, if you ask me. The data is what it is because we often go about making changes the wrong way. I'm just like you. I've undergone many changes in my life. Some have worked out and others, not so much. When swimming was over for me, my one goal was to put on size and weight because I had forever been the skinny distance swimmer my whole life. I wanted to reinvent myself and I fell in love with the weight room. Having graduated around 155 pounds and never been allowed to lift heavy in my life, I was determined to get strong and shredded, obviously. So I started hitting the gym six times a week, trying all the different lifting splits you could think of and trying to find what I liked best. Heck, I even remember one program that I tried, they split up the leg day to be quad focused and hamstring focused, which I liked. And of course, the arm only day, which provided a sweet pump up top. I was a relative novice to the lifting scene at this point. So the increase in volume and intensity, not going to lie, gave me some serious gains pretty fast. It was actually great. But fast forward to about nine months later of this, and I looked in the mirror one day to realize I wasn't fit. I was getting fat. Sure enough, the scale read 195 pounds, and that day I had an aha moment in my own fitness journey. While I developed a great new habit of going to the gym and lifting weights, I would completely ignored the real habits I should have been addressing, my eating. We're talking snacks on snacks at work, finishing large pizzas solo after heavy drinking with coworkers on the weekends. And see, as a swimmer, I had gotten so accustomed to eating whatever I wanted and it not even mattering in the grand scheme of things. I had tried to be conscious of what I was eating when my career ended, but I realized that February, a year later, I had done a pretty poor job. My old habit of 6,000 calorie days was no longer serving me and my current workout programming. Plus, now at 195, I realized I couldn't move how I liked to. I had really blinked and went from someone who would quite literally do cardio for breakfast and found myself winded running a mile. This got me really focused in on how all of our habits play a role in who we are, not just physically, but mentally as well. I learned firsthand that I needed to let go of some old habits and not just focus on creating new ones that covered up the bad ones in my life. So I got locked in. I cleaned up my diet, still lifted heavy, but started mixing in a little bit more cardio and conditioning work because I wanted to. In two months, I dropped 20 pounds and I've been around 170 to 175 ever since. I didn't do it with hours and hours of running each week. I did it by addressing the habit loop for all my behaviors, and I want to show you how to do the same. The problem that I ran into that so many of us run into when we start a New Year's journey is this. We try to cover up the real problem with something that distracts us and feels good in the moment. 
In doing so, we don't address the root of our habits, which makes it nearly impossible to create the sustainable change we say that we want. Hence the 92% failure rate of New Year's resolutions. To make a change, we must first understand the habit loop. Our behaviors follow a loop and it looks as follows. Step one serves as your trigger. This is the cue that starts the habit. Step two is your routine, the action you take in response to said trigger. Step three is your reward, the benefit you gain from doing the habit. Seems super simple, right? There's a lot of psychology behind it, and the main takeaway is if the reward is a positive one, it reinforces the response to the initial cue. Example is when you find out your significant other and you decide to part ways, you you break up, right? An example might be you and your significant other decide to part ways. You're going through a breakup. That's your trigger in this situation. What action might you take in response to a breakup? Some of you might choose to stuff your face with ice cream or junk food because of the reward, the immediate satisfaction that sugar found in those sources can provide you. Others, on the other hand, might choose to take another route, like go for a run and clear their mind. Running is their escape and a clear mind is a positive reward that is going to benefit them more in the long run here. Now, obviously, some of us are going to be way more likely to respond one way over the other. If you're not a runner, running to escape and clear your mind probably is not going to work for you. hate to tell you. The more consistent we respond to the same triggers in our lives, that's what makes us the way that we are, though. So both examples show that it can either work towards our health and overall goals, or it can work against us. We automate things so that we can conserve both mental and physical energy for other processes and become as efficient as possible. That's the goal. I want to give you a sport example here of the habit loop. First, a negative habit loop. So your trigger in this situation is a disqualification, a DQ, in a good race. So obviously, you're going to disagree. The routine might be that you throw your hands up in the air. Maybe you verbally disagree with the official and plead to your coach to overturn it. Your internal self-talk might look something along the lines of, you got to be kidding me. I did everything right. The reward is you want everyone to know to some degree the DQ is in disagreement, obviously, and that you feel cheated by the call, asking them to feel sorry for you in the process. Unfortunately, people feeling sorry for you does not change the call, and it really doesn't do anything positive for you in your performance in the long run. So how do we spin that to be a positive habit loop here in this situation, given the same trigger? If instead of responding with throwing your hands up in the air, your routine in place is more along the lines of, you can have that call. I'll get back to it on the next one. You take a deep breath, associating your exhale with letting go of that call in particular. And the reward now is you are locked in on the next task at hand, the next swim, or being there for a teammate that is if you're next, if you're done for the day, or being there for a teammate if you're done for the day. Notice how you still acknowledge that the call didn't go your way but you don't let it keep a hold on you. We are going to use that same those same tactics as you go into the new year here. Things aren't going to go your way as you set on this fitness journey or health journey or whatever change you're really trying to make. There's going to be some pitfalls along the way, some problems. Your boss might ask you to stay late. Gyms might be closed, all these things, but there's going to be ways for you to say, okay, 
How can I pivot? How can I keep moving forward towards my goal? Using the positive habit loop instead of the negative one is going to help set you up for better success. The takeaway here is each athlete can be given the same situation, but how they respond to it makes all the difference. Effective coaching intervention can help break that negative habit response and develop yourself to respond in a more positive manner. Just like your goals, we're going to have to reverse engineer the bad habits and turn them into good ones. So instead of eliminating bad habits, we actually just replace them. We use the habit triggers to help build the ideal response. And then we habit stack from there. We build new habits off of pre-existing ones. Your new habit will provide a much similar benefit, but is way more aligned with your goals when you do this correctly. What's a great example of this? Someone who struggles with the late night eating habits like ice cream or cookies. I know I fell into that category for way too long and I can still fall victim into my old ways from time to time. We all do. What if instead of buying those when they're at the store, they bought popcorn or another healthier alternative option? They are still going to get the same reward that they're looking for, satisfying their hunger, but now it's half the calories. Those are the swaps that I made when I had the trigger of either late night hunger or the midday snacking out of boredom. I had to take a second and pause and assess why am I feeling this routine to stuff my face full of food. I had this pre-existing condition of all the time that I'm awake and not swimming, I need to be eating for so long. So for me to break that, I had to really look at why am I eating in this moment? A lot of times I found I was eating out of boredom. I was eating out of craving something sweet because my glucose levels were lower. So instead of going to the ice cream and the cookies and, and the sweets, I chose fruit. I chose other alternatives that still satisfied the sweet tooth because there's natural sugar in there. But because it's natural sugar versus artificial, it served me better in my health journey in the long picture. And that's how I was able to make a sustainable change there. The habit that you are trying to develop should be directly in line with your goals. Once you have your goal in mind, we look at those habits and behaviors associated with that needed to reach those goals. The goal is your final destination. The habits and routines you develop are your map to help you get there. They're the vehicle that you're driving to that destination. Once you've identified those habits that you need to implement, you need to just play around with what works for you. The hard part with habits is they're actual neural pathways that are created in our brain. And the longer that you've been doing something one way, the more that pathway is reinforced in our minds. Think of it like a road. The longer you've been going down the same road, it's actually getting paved over and over and eventually it starts to add lanes and now you're on a mega highway towards bad habits. So how do we break that? We put up roadblocks, much like when you're going your traditional way to work, right? You have your normal route. All of a sudden, the normal road is closed. What's your initial reaction? You're going to feel a little bit of resistance. You're going to think, oh my goodness, I have no idea where to go because we're being taken off autopilot and it doesn't feel natural. That's why so many of us face resistance around the new year changes. And it's not easy because it's essentially putting up a roadblock and finding that next detour towards where we still have to go. Once you go down that route, it might feel like a bumpy road. It might feel like a dirt road at first, depending on 
how new you are to whatever change it is that you're trying to make. But over time, again, just like you pave that first roadway, you can start paving and reinforcing the behaviors of this new pathway. My ultimate tip to you as you head into the new year here, focus on one month at a time and fall in love with the process. We get overwhelmed with big change. So start with something to focus on this month and build from there. Like I said, it can be a bumpy road, but it gets easier when you surround yourself with people also looking to make that change. I've actually built out a 30-day Kickstarter program to help you tackle all things from your physical to your mental health. It is designed to help you thrive in your life, not just get by. It's called Transition Training and can be found on my website, www.corycamp.com. If you're serious about making some changes this year, I suggest you check it out. New Year's is the perfect opportunity to make a change in your life. Today provided you with a framework to avoid some pitfalls that most people come across when making these changes. What you do with this information is up to you. I ultimately can't make any change for you. If you haven't done so already, share this episode with a fellow teammate, current or former, who could use that reminder as well. Like I said, that bumpy road is easier when you're not traveling it alone. This episode is a great conversation started to help build your life team. Remember, if you can change your mindset, you can change your life one thought at a time. I'll see you all next week.